0: Welcome to the Think Like a Champion podcast, the podcast where we reveal the mental strategies of elite performers so you can apply them to your own life and raise your game. I'm your host, Harry Wilson. And on this episode of Think Like a Champion, I'm joined by Grammy Award winning musical artist, fashion icon and entrepreneur. Also, my sister in law, Sierra. We're joined by her husband and my co-host, Russell Wilson. And we're going to talk a little bit about the secrets of being a power couple. Sierra and Russell. Thank you for joining me. Always a pleasure to sit down with family and discuss a few topics with you both. We don't get a chance to do it a ton, so it's just nice to to get the time. Excited.
1: Yeah, we're excited to be on here with you, man. Uh, Obviously, uh, what a pleasure it is. Obviously, uh, C's got so many amazing things going on. I'm just trying to keep up with the Sports Illustrated cover girl, but, you know, I'm just saying.
2: Um, (laughs) Stop, uh, babe.
1: (laughs) Really? Oh hot. gosh! Thanks, babe.
2: Harry, it's it's great to be here with you too. It's funny because we've never done, we haven't any, we've never done anything like this yet, right? It's our first time.
0: I don't think we've done any interviews. No, this is cool, and so I get the pleasure of kind of inter- doing the one the interviewing, really. But this will be just discussion and time together. So I mean, it's you know, family is, like super important to the Wilsons, right? I know it's important to to the Harrises, Sierra, when you were growing up. Um, you know, so, but you guys have both have demanding day jobs, right? How do you, where do we even start with priorities? Like, where do you even, how do you even begin to stack? Like what's most important and how do you think about it? And Sierra, maybe I'll start with, maybe I'll start with you ladies first.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I think what came to my mind is, you know, like you said, you talked about priorities, you got to know your priorities, but also for me, it's like the buckets of life. Like there's my key buckets in my life that are the most important to me. And I also believe in doing the things that you know you can manage. So the reality is my first bucket is my family. My family is my is, is key for me in, and then obviously in work I want to be incredibly successful. So you gotta eliminate those things that, you know, don't really move the needle, as I like to say. Like so you gotta have the process of elimination. But also, too, like know what you can handle and know your buckets of life. And for me, I know my order, you know, I guess I can say. And for me, those are my buckets of life. It's Russ and I. It's our family and the key things that I, I have that I've chosen to put on my plate and work. And all of it's pretty manageable because, again, I'm doing what I love doing. And that's my only focus. Like I don't have time to spend it in too many other places because I'm truly dedicated to each of those buckets. So, you know, that's what I would say.
0: That makes sense. Russ?
1: Yeah. But I think also, too, what's so important is um, we put God at the center of everything. And I know when we were in Seychelles and we got engaged, I remember sitting on the sandy white beaches of Honeymoon Beach. I remember saying, and I was talking, and just saying, hey, listen, the only thing I care about is if we put God at the center of everything we do. And if we do that, uh, we'll be forever. And, And I asked her, can we do that? And she said, yeah, let's do it. So, um, yeah, we've been rocking ever since. I think it's been amazing, just the journey. But I think also, too, um, her mentality, my mentality, they they marry up. We always said when we first met, we want to be equally yoked. We want to be able to share the same thoughts around business and ideas around that. We want to to do that together. I I would say that the coolest part about our marriage, besides just living life and doing everything together, one of the coolest parts is the idea that... um, we get to do a lot of business together, man. We got the house of LR and C together. You know, we get to do Goodman Brand Lita, Human Nation. Uh, she's a she's a badass CEO running the thing. I mean, she can do it all. But I think that the other final part of it too is um we just share the same vision. We're able to communicate, and I think that's how we are able to keep our priorities in line.
0: Yeah. Our friend Trev used to always say, Do simple better. Right. And I think, I mean, it applies in a lot of different areas of life. You know, I'm, I'm a subscriber to that really applying in in partnerships and in marriage, you know, partnerships, not just marriages, but relationship, business relationships, friendships, but in marriage, particularly doing simple better. And so tell me about how you guys try to focus on doing simple better together and also individually.
2: When you're doing simple better, you're feeding your soul. You know, sometimes you're so focused on where you want to get to and the big, parts of life, but this is small things that really matter, you know, to get you there. And so I think that when you do the resetting you need to do, when you un- you know, divided attention, you know, in your family time, and your dating time. Like when Russ and I go together and we really like commit no cell phones, you know, we're going to focus on each other. We're going to maximize our dating time together. It's game changing. You feel fulfilled. You feel like, okay, I'm doing something, you know, spending time with our kids. Like I really believe that family time is also a vitamin, you know, that you need. Like, so just being able to be committed to all of those things and making a true effort is game changing. Like when that day comes, you can't take any of the tangible things with you. You know, the times that we get to spend with each other is way more valuable than anything tangible. So I do personally believe that when you do make that intentional effort to feed your soul, like on a foundational level, you know, and like really mastering simplicity, you know, I always say, don't complicate the simple either. (laughs) you keep it simple, sometimes it really, in most cases, it really is the best way. Um, But, you know, yeah, that's what I would say, you know, on on my side.
1: I think also, too, the idea of doing simple better is, is, uh, you know, having a plan. We try to plan things out when we can. And we're also willing to adjust when we need to. And I think one of the things, for example, doing simple better is, I think marriages, a lot of times, they lose their spice, they lose their the juice, the energy, you know. Um, and for us, when we first got together, we said, "Hey, let's do it. Let's make sure we do our date nights every Friday." So we have our date nights every every Friday, and, and uh, you know, we we keep it entertaining. We some days uh, we we go somewhere, travel somewhere. Some, some other days it may be just at home and doing something romantic. Other days, you know, we find something fun to do. But I, I think that that's really critical in doing simple better. And I think the other part of simple and marriage in particular is how do we, how do we align our dreams, but also keep each other driven. And I think one of the key parts of that is communication, you know, just communicate and just do that really, really well. Uh, The simple idea of just praying every day, if we're going to keep God at the center of our marriage, we got to pray every day together. So that's, that's a part of it.
0: I love that. You know, so you mentioned like at the top of the episode, kind of the process of elimination, sometimes just like, it's what you don't do It's what you kind of remove relative to, you know, stacking priorities. I kind of want to ask you like, what are, what are some of the simple things that are non-negotiable? You're not, you ain't giving it up, right? Like this is non-negotiable. This is something that is going to be a part of my daily, weekly, you know, routine. What's there for you in that regard?
2: Well, I'd say for starters, praying, you know, like rest, you know, mentioned, we pray every day. Even when we're apart from each other, we'll send each other a voice memo of a prayer or, you know, quickly do a FaceTime to do that or a call to do that. And that's like a must. Because for me, you know, that's like where you get to kind of center things as best as you can, especially when it's chaotic. Like prayer calms me down personally. So I'd say that's kind of, you know, requisite for me um, every day. Um, You know, I think, having time with russ like as he talked about our date nights like sometimes we miss a date night because my schedule sends me way more over the place than his
1: does but i make sure she makes it up though
2: yeah but we both do you know we he's so silly we both do though it's that again that intentional effort and that balance is key for us because our worlds do run really wild sometimes so it's kind of like again those buckets like I'm giving 100% to each of those buckets in my life. So you make it happen, you know? But I would say the time for Russ and I, whether it's just being able to drop my kids off to school or doing book reading at bedtime because my schedule is crazy, like those are key things that I have to do.
0: Yeah, you know, Russ, when you have all these big projects you're working on, right? Big projects, big endeavors, partnerships, endorsements, all these different things. And I mean, it's at a really high level. How do you maintain a level of minimizing being competitors as a husband and wife as a spouse as partners
1: first of all i think we may be competing against time but we're never competing against each other i think the other part of it too is for me in particular i celebrate c man i want her to win 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 what's that song all i do is win 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 that's all she does is win 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 so for me it's I love seeing people win. I love more than anything else in the world, you know, is seeing my wife win and seeing Sierra just glow and show out. Um, You know, SI Cover Girl, she's got songs coming out. She's got a whole bunch of stuff going on. She's got business. She's, like I said, she's running stuff. And so for me, what my job is, my role is to love, support, provide, care, and ultimately just be a part of a guidance. I think that's a big role, and I have an obligation because God granted me the opportunity to be able to love and to be there with C every day, and so the obligation is this. He gave her amazing talent, so i got to celebrate it. And so I celebrate and and love the fact that God's given her that much talent, so I want her to use it all. And whatever I can do to embrace, encourage, challenge, uh, support, and whatever that is, Um, That's what I'm going to do. So I think that um, how it comes out is when you're able to serve and love, I think you get that back. And even if I I wasn't getting it back, I would always give it to her because that's my obligation.
2: Oh, you're going to get it back now. And I do. (laughs) I mean, I think the reality is that when Russ wins, I win. When I win, he wins. I think that's just the best and simple way to put it. You know, so it's like you always want to cheer each other on. You know, we're stronger together. That's for sure. And the thing is is like Russ will tell you and you know too Harry I really respect and admire the process that Russ goes through every day. When Russ is in the huddle with his teammates I feel like just basically I picture myself like I'm in the huddle with them too like I'm connected to to him. I'm you know I feel what he feels when he's on the field.
1: Baby, you could be my center any day.
2: <laughs> so silly. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: silly. That's silly.
0: You're like in the huddle. You're like you have a horse in the race. Like you feel like you're pl- you played the game after I'm the game. It. I know what you mean on this because I've been there. Yeah, you feel like you played the game after. Uh, after Russell you plays, do. right? You can feel You're like, you're like yeah. man, I need to get in a cold tub because you know I'm sore from just watching. <laughs>
2: exactly, I'm con- You're I'm connected to the process, right? And so, and everything that he does on the field and off the field, and honestly, it it fills my cup, like family, and and obviously just seeing him be successful and you know, do all the cool things he gets to do. Like sometimes I just sit there in admiration or I'm like, obviously we have three kids, but our three babies, he's my biggest baby of all, you know? So I I always watch him (laughs) proudly and I get inspired from him, you know, just to be honest. Um, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think that inspiration is what makes me better. I'm a better woman because of him. I know that for sure. I know who I'm continually evolving into every day. And I know that it's because of the man that's by my side. So, you know, when I win, he wins. When he wins, I win. You know, I think that's the best way to put it.
0: I love it. You know, you you mentioned the three babies, the three kids. Let's talk a little bit about parenting styles. How would you both describe your parenting Mm, styles?
2: I'll jump out. I would say I am firm with love. I don't know, babe. What would you say about me? <laughs> well,
1: first of all, I would say I love firmly. She loves <laughs> That's gently.
2: That's good. That was good. I like so how you said that. I Wait. love firmly.
1: <laughs> I love firmly. Are you the she loves bad gently. cop? Are you I'm bad cop? Bad She's good cop? cop. She's yeah. I'm I'm always good cop. <laughs> I'm never bad cop unless really? I need to. be. but um, I would say that. I'm really big on, like, discipline, discipline, discipline. Like, making sure there's, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. You know, Sierra's same way. You know, we both come from the South.
2: We're big on that. Sierra, together. though, she be
1: letting them slide on some stuff. Now. No, she be, but babe, you know, uh, I'm, like, I'm like, babe, we got to teach them how to do this. We got to push, you know, but, you know, but, no. Nah, 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 nah. So, but the good thing about C is, well, all things, um, but one of the cool things about C is she's, Super competitive. So when we go to like the little league game, she's that crazy mama. She she that mama like they need to put my son in the game when they need to. What? Sit on the beach or Or whatever it is. Like you know, like so she's like super competitive. Meanwhile, Sienna, she's over there competitive as can be too, and she's over there watching future. She's cheering them on. So my two girls in my life, and Sierra and Sienna. I mean, they're something else. But yeah, I mean, I think
2: we'd be giving you a lot. Yeah,
1: but I, I think that um. Sierra gives a lot, and I give a little, and I give a lot when I need to. Do the styles ever conflict?
2: (laughs) Do the styles ever conflict?
1: Man, we had this this one argument one time. Really, it was about time, and we were just trying to figure out how to— We don't argue very, like, hardly ever. Like, when I say ever, I mean, like, we've been together seven years, and we've probably had three arguments, I would say.
2: Maybe four. Now it's land.
1: <laughs> Maybe four, but not <laughs> three and a half. But we had this one where basically we disagreed on one thing for the kids, and she had one thought, I had another thought, timing, our timings together, this and that. And I think how we you know, figuring it out is you know what, baby, you are right because she is right. <laughs> That's smart.
0: That's smart. <laughs> <laughs> just, just you're right. You are right. Nod <laughs> your head.
1: Move on to the next topic. Oh,
2: you guys are funny.
1: After a while, because like I don't, I don't want to get the cold treatment when it's like eleven thirty at night and get the cold shoulder. So I'm like, you know what? You're right, baby. You know what? I'll, you know I'll fix that. You know, consider it done. So that's what I did, and then I, then I did what she wanted me to do.
0: Well, you know, and, and the, here's the cool thing about about the fam, your fam is you know you're a. A, an awesome blended family. Mm-hmm. And there are so many families structured in and around, you know, similar to yours. And for those in the audience listening that that really are looking for some real tactical and applicable advice, what advice would you give mothers or fathers who are blending a family, a loving blended family on how to really make sure that that you're getting the the, the best fruit from yeah, that tree?
2: I, I think it starts with love. You got to love fully and that's who Russ has been from day one, just always love. And I think that what's important, something that came to my mind is, you know, we both, we're both big on love, but something that came to my mind was that I think it's important that you empower each other's parents in your family. I love letting Russ be dad. Like I love letting him have, I think it's important that I really encourage and celebrate and respect and uplift his voice as the man of the house. Because I know like especially with having boys, right? Like even watching Future grow up or, you know, and and seeing how like when Russ goes out and he's literally, I swear, when Russ gets on the field and starts working through the swings with Future after baseball, like the difference that happens from when he was just, you know, running around with his teammates and then that level of seriousness to see that, you know, is beautiful, is powerful. And it makes me look forward to seeing like, what is Wynn going to do? Like, you know, I can't wait to see him rolling with both of the boys. But I say all that to say, it starts with love. You got to love fully. You know, I think the most beautiful thing is seeing how all of our kids love each other and that's all they know. You know, when future looks up at Sienna, Sienna looks at future or when looks up to future or, you know, and Sienna, like all they know is we love each other. Like you're my brother, you're my sister. I love you so much. And they do fight like cats and dogs sometimes, but it's love.
1: Yeah. I think also too, I think for me and C is, um, it's one thing to be a blended family. It's another thing to be a blended family publicly too. And so that's an interesting dynamic in itself. Um, but we take that part away, meaning we don't really focus on that and when we're with family time for example you know people may come up and hey can we get pictures or this or that and say yeah, it's family time uh, other examples maybe uh you know just the ability to know that we just want to be mom and dad and raise our kids to be the best versions of them and whatever they they're going to be and always giving them the best the best opportunity to to grow and learn and and to be as talented as as, as they can you know and so What's cool about it is I think that, you know, being a stepdad, um, and, you know, learning that, you know, when I, when I, and see, I, I don't know if you remember this or not, but when I know when we first started hanging, um, and we hung very quickly, um, the first day I, mean, I think we fell in love and I didn't think we, I know we did. Um, but what was so amazing about that first day and then second day, third day. I remember the second day we went to the San Diego Zoo, for example, and all those days, I told you no matter what um, that I felt like I had an obligation to help you and to help you raise, even though you didn't need help because you're Wonder Woman. But in the day I felt like it was part of God's gift to me um, to be able to help raise a beautiful childlike future and how brilliant and amazing he is. And that was an amazing gift from God to be able to do that with you. And what it's taught me is it's taught me how to really love. Um, because even though it's, it may not bi- be biologically, the child may not be biologically yours for anybody who is who is a stepmom or stepdad or whatever. It's like, what a gift. What a gift to just influence and impact and raise a child. So that's been an amazing experience for me. It's really taught me how to love. And then um, I get to love... Uh, an amazing mom and and Sierra. So it makes it that much easier. Um, So I think that's a key part of it. And, you know, um, I want our kids to grow up, take risks, be challenged, to be encouraged, to be uplifted, uh, to know who Jesus is, to know what's important in the world. <laughs> we also, we play a fun games with, with Future and Sienna. They got to pay taxes and tithes. I gave him a little inheritance. I gave him, I said, hey, we're going to get Future. I said, well, he said, what's taxes, dad? I said, well, I'm going to teach you. So I said, all right, I'm going to give you a $100. It's part of your inheritance. He's like, $100? <laughs> you know, he was all excited. And then I said, once I gave him $100, I said, okay, I'm, I took it right back from myself. you're going to pay taxes on that. He said, what's taxes? I started explaining to him. I said, well, we have to pay 40% roughly taxes. Okay? You're going to pay 10% taxes. He's like, but dad, I said, well, that's the way in the world. You want to learn how to run business and do stuff. All right, you get 10 taxes. Now you got to pay your tithe. So how much do you have left over? He was like, well, you're doing the math. And now it's making him do math and everything else, which is so good because he's so good at it and so smart. So now he's like, okay, uh, I got to give you $20 then, dad. So I said, how much you have left over? 80. Uh, I said, okay, yeah. Get used to it. So next time you got to work for it, though. Now, now you got to do chores. So
0: where's those taxes going? Do you, 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 Uncle Sam? You the government? Hey, listen,
1: man, we got it's date nights in the to jar. pay for.
2: No, babe, it's going in the jar of money that we give back to them again. So the money keeps growing from the money they keep on giving. <laughs>
0: sure, 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 sure. Well, listen, I mean, uh, I love how you're, you know, setting the kids up with. Getting them, getting them started to kind of honestly create some financial literacy and create literacy around other areas that probably the three of us didn't necessarily have access to or think about necessarily. I when mean, we were young. That's great, and I think probably also teach them how to set goals, right? And I, I wanted to ask you, see, and, and really for both of you, what is your philosophy, Sierra, on goal setting, and what type of advice would you give women, but also couples, on setting up goals? Together, Because it's hard to set up, as in a marriage, it's hard to set up goals just individually, only individually. But you also have your individual goals. How do you balance yeah, both Yeah, I've those always things? been
2: a big believer in goal setting. You know, I always say you can't get to where you want to get to in life without a compass. So it's like, what's your compass, right? What do you, because it's like, if you just throw darts in the air, you'll never land on a target. You'll never land. So I have like this kind of um, the, the key steps that I think you have to do. You got to visualize. You got to speak life into your goals, You got to write them down. There's something about that happens subconsciously that you start to will yourself in the direction that you want to go in. Again, when you have a compass, you have a better focus. So I think that, you know, that part's really important. And then as it relates to the together part of it, communicate, like something that Russ and I do, we actually, we're um, we we, we are, we're planning um, to get together to kind of like, it's almost like doing a whiteboard, like, you know, being able to spend time because we do run, you know, pretty substantial businesses together, we've got to talk about them. Like we create our vision board together too with our teams. And that's so powerful because a lot of the things that we sit down and talk about together first, and then have the team come in with us and share that vision with them. They're happening. Whether it's just recently, you know, us becoming New York Times bestsellers, you know, with our book "Why Not You?" or charter school in Seattle, "Why Not You?" Academy, down to the goals that we have from our fashion house, the House of LRC, and and our fragrance R and C fragrance, like our production company, "Why Not You?" Productions. Like you think about all these cool things you get to do. And to be honest, they all started from us talking, from a conversation, honest conversations, vulnerable conversations, real conversations, intentional conversations. Like you got to be intentional. And then again, process of elimination. We may have 50 goals on the plate, but hey, what are the top five priorities on that list? And then we talk about how we're going to make it happen. You got to talk about how you're going to do it. And knock on wood it's been a pretty successful process for us so far so yeah that's what i would say
1: yeah and i think i mean all that's exactly right and i think for me and see we just have a lot of fun while doing it i think that's the part that we get to enjoy and we celebrate each other
0: you said enjoy i mean i think the part the key part of that is that second part of that word joy
1: i think the thing about enjoy too is this idea of like enjoy like have fun but I think also, too, like this idea of in joy, I-N, space, joy. Yeah, I love it. Like literally like live in joy, like living in this space of just um, gratitude, gratitude and understanding what God's given us. So mm-hmm. we, we definitely enjoy, but we also live in joy. Um, yeah, I think that's the and You cool
0: can't part. take it for granted, right? Because, I mean, I think that my guess, and it's really not a guess. I think I know the answer to this, but have you ever – been in a relationship where you're not equally yoked? You mentioned equally yoked earlier or where the where the goals aren't aligned, right? Um, and and obviously for our audience, I mean, there's going to be almost everybody can raise their hand and say, yeah, at one point <laughs> at one point I was in one of those. What would you and, and there's people that are right now in one right now in a relationship, a partnership, might not even be a marriage, right? It could be, again, a business relationship. could be a, just a friendship where they're not equally yoked, right? How do you what would you tell them and how do they where do they go from there? Go, leave.
2: I would say, get out. <laughs> get out. Literally in my mind, I was like, get out. I mean, don't waste your time, man. Don't waste your time and don't let someone else waste your time. No, I mean, that's uh-uh. just the truth I, of it. Like,
1: That's my pet peeve is wasting time. Don't waste.
2: time. Yeah, man. Life is too precious. Like the years that we have, especially when you're in your youth, and it's too precious to let somebody waste your time, you know. So I also say trust your gut. Your gut is never wrong and us ladies do have the gift of gut I will say that we have a gift fellas know that that your lady has the gift of gut and it is very it is an a high accuracy rate it's always right so I think just the humans in general like you you know like that first feeling you have it's like trust that never go against it
0: well here's the thing about relationships too I mean I always said that you know, relationships are ruined or fall short because expectations aren't met. They weren't clearly stated. They weren't clearly understood. They weren't clearly communicated, and they weren't met. So communication. Um, What have you learned from Sierra on the topic of communication? And see, what's something you learned from Russ? The
1: one virtue I admire the most about Sierra is is her patience. When I communicate, I communicate in two-minute drill form. Hey, we're doing this. We're going here. We're going there. We're going, there we're going there. And let's go run the post on the right. And let's do this. And I just the big cross. Boom. Hey, let's go next point, hey, let's boom, 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 boom. And that's always kind of been my two-minute drill. And I think that's why I'm about halfway decent at two-minute drill because I live in it all the time. But also, too, to be where my feet are and to just take every moment in. That ability, I think, to have patience is what Sierra's amazing virtue is. And so I, I've learned that about communication, you know, the ability to slow down, the ability to take in, the ability to receive, the ability to give, the ability, to, the ability just to sit still. <laughs> um, you know, And Sierra doesn't sit still much, but she's able to sit still when she needs to and when she wants to, too. Um, so I think that's the best thing I've learned.
2: What I love, and sometimes it drives me crazy, but Russ says what he truly feels. And I appreciate it though. And I think that, you know, what I would say is that sometimes something may come off hard, but you learn in the process. Like you got to say what you really feel. And I think Russ has helped me with getting better with that. Sometimes you try to like dance around what you want to say. You know, you don't want to really step on someone's toes, but The best comes from when you are truly vulnerable and you share your honest thoughts. Like, I feel like I know him so well because he's he's shared with me what he really feels. And the more that I know, the better I can be, you know. So I would say I think just being able to have that level of communication is huge. And I think it's also, you know, on the best friend side of life. You know, like you become even better friends, like even more best friends when you have that type of relationship or level of communication. And so what starts to happen is that you feel like you have the safest place because you guys create that space and you create that opportunity. And what I love about you, babe, is that I know there's nothing I can't come to you about. Like even in the funkiest moment that you're not going to sit and listen to or try to find an answer for if you don't know, or you're going to have the right answer. And the greatest thing is that you really are going to come from a place of love.
0: You know, as we end this episode, if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of relationship advice that you know now, but wish you had known sooner, would that advice be And rest? I'm giving you the same question after C. I
2: would say, don't ignore the signs. Don't ignore the signs. Um, Yeah, I think it's, it's that simple. Sometimes you know better, but then you psychologically think things will be different than what you know. Like we say, like when you know, you know. So again, it goes back to what I talked about, trusting your gut. You know, the first answer is pretty much always right when you're thinking in a sound place and processing, you know. And just, like, really be patient. Be really, really, truly be intentional. See,
0: I, I, had, an, I had an old, like, manager, see, um, that, I, that I reported to. And I was hiring people. And he, when he was training me on hiring, he said, you know, he said, don't ignore, said, don't ignore the signs. He said, a leopard never changes his spots. Leopard and I was like, that's deep. And I still think about that today. Like, whenever somebody gives me that first sign, I trust them the first time.
2: The first sign, Harry, it's so true.
0: Now, listen, first impressions can be what they are, but when you, when you get those things consistently,
1: like you have to trust I, that.
2: Don't ignore it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, it's so good.
1: Well, if I could go back in time and give myself advice, I would say um, exactly what you guys said. got to be equally yoked. Business, ideas, romanticism, relationships, beliefs, morals, parenthood, mindsets equally yoked you can't fix people you can challenge and encourage people and take them there and guide them and love them up but understand you're not going to be able to fix people you can help people you can pray for people you can believe in people but they got to be willing to fix themselves
0: yeah okay that's a good place to, that's a good place to drop the mic
1: good stuff see
0: thanks for thanks for joining your guys here um just a pleasure to get some knowledge from you and and spend some time and and uh obviously for the both of you it's just cool to watch your relationship continue to to grow and blossom and admire it from afar and close up both together and and, um you know we just we thank the audience for listening to the think like a champion podcast with our guest sierra my co-host russell wilson hope that we left you with some empowering advice that'll help you excel in your relationships um, and accept all the opportunities that are coming your way and remember You don't have to be sick to get better. Thank you so much for listening to the Think Like a Champion podcast with our guest, Sierra, and my co-host, Russell Wilson. I hope they left you with some empowering advice that will help you excel in the relationship aspect of your life. And remember, you don't have to be sick to get better.
3: This has been an Audible Original. Produced by Audible Originals and Limitless Minds. Created and hosted by Russell Wilson, Trevor Mawad, and Harry Wilson. Executive Producers, Rose Hilliard, Chris Sacco, Trevor Mawad, Russell Wilson, Harry Wilson, and DJ Idson. Coordinating Producers, Daniel Mog, West to East. Casting by Jenna Yello. Edited, mixed, and mastered by Frank Village Studios. Acquisition and Development, Stella McGrotha. Head of Audible Studios, Zola Mashariki, Head of Production at Audible Studios, Mike Charzik. Copyright 2022 by Limitless Minds. Sound Recording Copyright 2022 by Audible Originals, LLC.